Hey everybody, welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive here with you as always. We thank you very much for tuning in wherever you're tuned in, however you're tuned into Territory Talk. So many great platforms you can listen to your podcasts on, and Territory Talk is included in that, we hope. Well, it's glad to have you on here today. Uh, talking playoff push today, talking Matthew Kachuk as well. Also a conversation with Panthers defenseman Josh Mahura coming up here in just a few moments. Lots to get to. Again, Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with the Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Well, Jameson, we talked about it for a long time, but there was getting back even in points and there was getting back even in games played And here we are with 10 games remaining at the time of this recording. We're looking ahead now at the Panthers and the Rangers. But at the time of this recording, 10 games remaining for the Panthers. Same thing goes for the Penguins, for the Islanders. The games played are dead even. And now we can officially start this sprint to the finish. Yeah, it's going to be wild. I think we all kind of expected it to come down to the wire. And now here we are. It is just down to those three teams. I think it's safe to say every team below that's pretty much out of it at this point. You know, the Capitals, the Senators, the Sabres, all those teams really started to fade while the Panthers finally got on that run they needed to go on to get back in the picture. And now, like you said, uh, 10 games left. The Islanders with 82 points, the Penguins with 80, the Panthers with 79. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to it's going to be a dogfight to the very end. I think the Panthers, obviously, um, throwing out these last two games, have been playing some of their best hockey of the season. I think if they can get back to that, they're going to be just fine. Um, the schedules, I think maybe the Panthers have the slightly, slightly harder schedule of the three, but I think we're learning at this point of the season with all these other teams, like losing to the Flyers and stuff like that, there's really no pushovers right. any of these teams can lose, especially when a team, say, like a Montreal is playing a team that knows is fighting for their playoff lives, all those guys are going to get up for that game. So there's not going to be any easy outs for any of these teams down the road. But No, we've seen the Penguins miss some opportunities as well. Yep. You look at their schedule, and they got tripped up by the Montreal Canadiens not too long ago. Paul Maurice has mentioned, too, sometimes the team's maybe at the bottom, the teams that are starting to turn the page to the future, they can present some challenges because you don't always know exactly how they're going to approach the game. And they take the risks. Game. They take risks. Exactly. They, 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 they are don't willing care to roll they, the dice. They, they, they allow six goals. They want to try and just they try a They try a cross-ice pass. They know there's a, a slight chance to score. There's a better chance it could be a turnover. But if they turn the puck over, it doesn't change their season yeah. at all. Their fortunes don't change. So uh, when you go against a, a playoff team, a playoff-bound team, you have a better idea of what kind of structure, what kind of system they're trying to play. So, uh, again, those teams at the bottom sometimes do present some challenges. We talk about it all the time. The teams, it doesn't matter where you are in the standings in this league. Every team's got a line or two of guys that can really burn you if you're not careful. Yeah, what do you have over there? So here's what the Islanders got left. Let's go through the schedules here really quick. Islanders have at Columbus versus Buffalo versus New Jersey at Washington at Tampa Bay at Carolina. That's a tough three-game stretch. Versus Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia at Washington versus Montreal. And I actually, I actually think that's a pretty tough schedule, all things considered. But my thing about the Islanders right now is, one, they have that you know that, that, that uh, three-point cushion right now on the Panthers. So the Panthers pretty much got to be two games better than them through 10 here. And I just think Sorokin's at the point now. He's heading to the Vesna Trophy. I just don't think he's going to have the kind of dip he'd need to have. I think the Islanders might... Or, I mean, they should statistically be the safest out of the three with the points they have, but I think they definitely are just because of Sorokin. Because of Sorokin and the points... Yeah, I think they are the least likely to experience a collapse. I can't see Sorokin losing like 
four to five. I just and can't even see Varlamov. Yeah. Even if they throw him in there, I don't see them collapsing just based on goaltending alone. And they are scoring a little bit more than they were earlier in the year. And Matthew Barzell might come back at some point here. That's even more impressive. They're doing all this without Barzell, which easily, obviously, a top three forward for them. Then you go right into the Penguins, which of course is our number one target. Shout out to the Dallas Stars for helping us out last night uh, and taking care of business against them. But they have um, versus Washington at Detroit versus Nashville versus Boston versus Philadelphia at New Jersey versus Minnesota at Detroit versus Chicago at Columbus. So a good amount of home games there for the Penguins. But when I look at the Penguins, obviously, you look at you know what they've been doing here recently. The only reason they're even in this point now is because they lost five of the last six, which was a dip I don't think a lot of people expected. For a while there, they were considered the safer yeah, team. Yeah, they looked free and clear and the Panthers were fighting ago. the Islanders. Yeah. So you look at them, obviously, you got Crosby, you got Malkin. Those guys are tried and true, and they're proven, and they're used to playing in games like this and stretches like this. But Tristan Jari injured again. Casey DeSmith hasn't been bad by any means, but... They really want a Jari to be the guy, especially during a stretch like this. I, obviously, definitely within reach. I, I, I think it's going to be between the Penguins and the Panthers. I think there's definitely going to be a fight there. Um, you're hoping that Detroit can step up big. And I, that's the thing. Detroit, Stevie Y is going to have those guys playing. Are they the most talented team? Of course not. But Stevie Y is going to have those guys playing two games at home at Little Caesars Arena against the Penguins. You got to think the Red Wings show up for those games. So those could be big. Billy Huso can steal some games for the Red Wings against those guys. So... I, I, I don't know. It, it, one point, and that's the thing also as well, let's not forget, the Panthers actually probably only even need to match the Penguins because the Panthers will probably hold the first tiebreaker yep. right now. They're ahead by five regulation wins right now, which is the first tiebreaker. So the Panthers don't even need to leapfrog. They, right now, it, they really are only one point behind the Penguins. If they finish tied, Panthers very likely to end up taking that. So it, I, I didn't want to say they're even right now. Obviously, they do trail by a point, but in terms of you know looking now at this 10-game stretch, I think it's pretty darn even that's going to be a dog. Well, just based on goaltending alone, the less Tristan Jari you have between the pipes for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the more likely I think it is that the Panthers would overtake the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's I'm not taking a run at Casey DeSmith here. I'm just being realistic. Tristan Jari potentially would be the goalie for Team Canada if NHL players went to the Olympics. He's no slouch. Casey DeSmith is a backup goaltender, and I just think if they end up having to ride him, that the Panthers will be able to overtake the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think it's that. I think that is the difference right there. And then I obviously go to all the three teams. I think we do have the toughest schedule. You go down with what the Panthers have coming up versus the Rangers at Ottawa, at Toronto, at Montreal, at Columbus, versus Buffalo, versus Ottawa, at Washington, versus Toronto, versus Carolina. Two more against Toronto. Obviously a tough one the other night. You probably got to take one of those two. I think they can, but they're going to obviously have to be better, especially in their own. And I think that's the thing about the Panthers during the stretch here lately is I think they've had more defensive lapses in these last two games, Toronto-Philadelphia, than they had maybe in the whole month before that. It's been uncharacteristic. Uh, oh, so, just look at the goals against them. Yeah, look at the goal against. So for, the, for them, they know what they have to clean up. It's can they clean it up, and obviously you have to believe in the guys in the room. But you look at those matchups – yeah, you know, Columbus shouldn't be too tough a team, neither should Montreal, but on the road, in those buildings, those are going to be tough games. Like we were saying, all these games are going to be tough games for all these teams. Um, two against Ottawa, maybe Matthew calls out Brady and says, hey, bud, you know, take it easy. <laughs> we can only hope. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but we can dream. Um, but yeah, that's. I, I think the Panthers by far have the tougher schedule out of the three teams. But I think with how they were playing before these last two games, they've shown, and they, they've shown, I feel like, the past couple of years, they get up for those big games. They usually play very well in those big games. Honestly, the problem this year has been more than losing to the bottom feeders and the big teams. They really matched up well against the big teams. So maybe that works out in their favor. Um, and I think the biggest thing for the Panthers, you know, we mentioned Barzell potentially coming back for the Islanders. We mentioned, you know, the Jari injury for the Penguins. If the Panthers can get healthy, and that was the problem. They were, they were healthy for a split second there, and they were playing so well. 
Then they, you know, they lose um, Sam Bennett. They lose Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair back now, only missed a game. But uh, we'll find out today, I guess, you know, Sam Bennett's going to come back sooner rather than later. But they are such a different team with everyone in the lineup. So, well, the especially Panthers, against a team deep down the middle like Toronto. Exactly. So, Sam, I, I, I think, I mean, I, I know a lot of people already appreciate Sam Bennett, but I think even those people probably do even underestimate just how valuable he is to this team. So, uh, if he can come back and be healthy, that's going to be huge for the Cats. And, of course, Sergei Bobrovsky, um, a workhorse between the pipes right now, you know, starting pretty much every game. Alex Lyon's probably going to get one more start, you have to think, with this schedule. So they're gonna, they're yeah, gonna there's a, that one back-to-back. They're going to need a big game from up. him as well, so we'll see. So, uh, for the Cats, it's not going to be easy, but I think after... You know, all they went through the season with the injuries and the changes and everything to be one point out with 10 games left is pretty much all you can ask for. And now it's up to them to go out there and get it. Well, I've said multiple times, I think it is a moving target, but 95 points would that would get the Panthers a playoff spot with no help needed. Less than 95. I feel like they might need a little bit of help from the outside at that point, but it's a moving target. That number could be dropping. Yep. Who knows? So uh, we'll wait and see where all things three go of these teams could concerned. lose the next five games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or win the next five. Right. There's there's potential to get on a run, and there's still runway here. There's still 10 games to go in the regular season for each of the three teams that we are talking about as far as this wild card race is concerned. So it's the Panthers uh, and the New York Rangers. That's what's up next. Big game at FLA Live Arena Saturday. At the time of this recording, we're recording on a Friday. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. A big game before the Panthers go on the road for four straight after that. We'll talk to Matthew Kachuk here in a moment, what he's meant to this Panthers push lately. But first, uh, a chance to catch up with Panthers defenseman Josh Mahurl. Let's get to that conversation. With each game meaning so much here this time of the year, how are you approaching these day to day, and how much fun is it coming to the rink every day, knowing that it's it's kind of taken on a playoff type feel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously we'd um, you know like to be in a position where we're not necessarily fighting, but um, you know it just kind of grows the character in the room, and um, you know kind of kind of sets the tone for us. So it's an exciting time. Um, you know, essentially our playoffs have started early here. You can feel the intensity in the room with the guys. The, the staff and everything, so um, you know it's a lot of fun. Um, still coming to the rink, having fun every day. Try not to overthink it on a day like today, but um, you know, come uh, game day tomorrow, it's uh, all business, and um, you know, we know we got a job to do. Yeah, you mentioned that game coming up. Uh, the New York Rangers coming to town, obviously a high-end offensive team. From a defensive perspective, what are the biggest things you have to keep in mind for a game like that? Yeah, I think you know they they got their weapons, and um, you know, I think as long as we can uh, take away their speed and. Um, you know, when we have the puck, we're, we're, we're playing our best defensive hockey, right? So, um, you know, when we're in their zone and, um, you know, we, we got some pretty good weapons up front as well and, and on the back end. So, um, you know, when we're playing our game, um, you know, we obviously feel comfortable and, um, you know, it's, it, it, that's our main focus regardless of our opponent is um, doing what we do best. Now we talked to you about it a lot this season, but for your game, what's it, what's it meant being paired with Rad Kogudas throughout the season? You guys have formed a really nice pair, and and it seems like you've helped bring out the best in each other. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I just feel like we've um, we've been able to build off each other all year. I think um, we got off to a good start and kind of gave us some momentum together. And um, you know, ever since then, it's it, it's just been able to grow. And um, you know, the more comfortable we've got with each other, the more we've been able to learn each other about each other's game. Um, which I think goes a long way once you get um, to this point in the year and you got this familiarity between two guys. Um, 
you know, I think it's it's, it's pretty easy to go out there and um, kind of reading off each other without uh, words being spoken. And, um, you know, I think it goes a long way, especially in this league. Stuff happens so fast that um, him being able to know what I'm thinking, I'm knowing what he's thinking, uh, you know, just helps us get that uh, one step ahead. And, Josh, it seems like you have a good knack, too, for knowing that perfect time to hop up in the rush and is is that something that's always been a part of your game and and how much does it help that part of your game when you're you're paired with a guy like Radko who's really positionally responsible and know he's always going to be there to have your back yeah absolutely um you know just trying to pick and choose spots um you know one thing uh Paul and 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 Sly have kind of um emphasized on our decors to be jumping into that rush and uh, and having a four-man rush so um you know we're we're uh we can create stuff off the rush pretty good this year, and um, you know I think uh, it's a credit to us trying to get up on the back end. Our forwards looking to find us and um, trying to create space. So um, you know I think especially with Ratko and me, it's uh, you know I, I I think you notice that he's jumping up a lot more too, and um, you know I'm screaming at him to get going and and, and join, and I'll be behind him. So um, you know I think it's been kind of going both ways um, in that sense, and um, you know it's fun to see. You think uh, you see a bigger offensive side of him I think than um, a lot of people give him credit for and um, you know you see it in practice every day you see it in games now and um, you know it's fun to watch. And Josh you mentioned you mentioned Sylvain Lefebvre as well and when you came here he's a he's a guy that was part of the coaching staff when you were in San Diego yeah. longtime NHL defenseman how much you've been able to learn from him and, and how nice was it to come in here and, and see a familiar face in Sly when you showed up? Yeah, absolutely um, you know we had a great uh, relationship back in San Diego and those were my first couple years pro where um, you're kind of in that trend transition from junior to pro and um, you're still kind of learning the ways so um, to have a guy like him um, when I was there helped me adjust kind of went a, went a real long way um, into developing my game and um, you know being able to come here and having that familiar face and having that comfortability um, and that relationship already established uh, helped a lot helped me feel comfortable um, and you know he helps all of us back here regardless of um, you know how long you've been here what you're doing um he's always taking the extra time uh, for each guy and um you know we're we're obviously all back here um you know really want to improve our game and not just as a, for the team but as players and um you know i think once we're doing that it helps the team and um you know that's a big focus that uh, he's trying to do for us and um you know i think it's been shown with um you know the way we've uh, been playing as a core this year and you you've known Brandon Montour for a long time as well and mentioning another familiar face and correct me if I'm wrong but I think he was he was playing the first game you played in the National Hockey yeah. League right yeah he was yeah. he was with you in Anaheim so what was it like coming in and, and having him here as a teammate and just seeing the strides that, that he's made in his game as well yeah um yeah no he was um I was with him in Anaheim for a bit there and um you know, he's been the same energetic guy that um I think the the Panthers fans and, and everyone have come to know now and um, you know to see the steps that he's taken and um, really kind of take a lead of our decor this year a little bit and um, take those strides and wanting to be that guy and um, wanting to be the best player on the ice every night um, you know it's been fun to watch you, you, you see it's um, it's not by accident you see the work he puts in um, day in day out and um, you know, it's it, it, it's been fun. Like I said, he's um, every game bringing the intensity, and it kind of sets the tone for all of us on the back end. And now, as this season's gone along, well, first of all, it seems like you really Florida just felt like a home to you. It seemed like pretty quickly. And you're an Alberta guy, but you played in San Diego, you yeah. played in Anaheim, you play in Florida now. It's you getting used to getting up in the morning, seeing the sunshine when you go to the rink. 
Yeah, it's been uh, it's been super nice. Been really fortunate. I mean, um, you know, coming from Alberta, you can only dream about um, playing hockey in place like that, playing the sport you love, and um, you know, it's obviously been a dream come true coming out here and um, you know joining this group and joining this uh, organization so um, yeah it's been a lot of fun I feel uh, super grateful super privileged um, to be able to be here and um, be able to play here and um, you know like I said just don't want to take it for granted and um, you know just making sure you're putting in the work every day and um, you know not uh, focusing on that outside stuff too much. And congratulations to you on the extension too what was it like to get that that vote of confidence from the organization to know that you're you're a part of this exciting group that you know you're obviously in the middle of this playoff race right now but you guys are just scratching the surface in terms of what you can accomplish here overall yeah no absolutely um you know i think at the uh, beginning of the year when i got here um you know there was that's not really something i would have ever um thought would have happened so um, you know, to be able to to work for it, and um, you know, have an organization and a coaching staff that you know trust me and gave me the opportunity um, to at least try to um, help the team win and um, help being able to fight for a chance for the playoffs here is um, you know all I could have asked for. So um, you know, obviously, it's exciting for me and my family, and um, you know, it's like like I said, just feel super grateful for it, super. Um, super proud and um you know it's it's kind of one of those things like i said you're not really focusing on but once it started coming up it, it was exciting to get it done and um you know just to be able to know i'm back with this group and um this team next year was uh, really important to me and the last thing here josh uh, day to day you talked about a little bit off the top but in this playoff race just from your own mindset perspective your own approach to to each day What's the most important thing when you go into each practice, each game day, each road trip, just staying in the moment? Yeah, no, I think like you, exactly like you just said, staying in the moment. Um, you know, I think we talked about, uh, you know, after every game, win or lose, it's, it's you got to put it behind you and start focusing on the next one. I think, um, you know, when, when you start thinking about playoff games and, and stuff like that, it's... Um, Stuff happens fast, and you got to move on quick. You got to have a short memory. So, um, you know, I think once we're starting in that mindset right now, it's um, it's important. And um, you know, regardless of what happens, we're just focusing on the next day, coming to the rink on a day like today, and um, just trying to see how we can get better for tomorrow. So big thanks, Josh Mahura, for taking some time there. Great to catch up with him. He's had a nice season, his first season as a Panther, and really found his NHL footing, Jamison, playing alongside Radko Gudis for a big bulk of the campaign. Yeah, he has. He had a great play the other night, jumping up to help the uh, the Panthers keep the puck in the zone, which led that Nick Cousins goal there against the Leafs. So you've seen his game really take off, and I think you know if you're a fan of the Athletic and you go to the player cards and you see player values, just the value they're, they're getting out of Josh Mahura in that spot is just massive. Uh, another real nice find for Bill Zito and crew here. You can throw them right in that pile of the Forslings and Verhages of the world and all the, the kind of uncovered gems the Panthers always seem to uncover here uh, in South Florida. So uh, a, a huge breakout season for him, just a huge player for the Panthers to not only get back next season, but back on a really, really good contract. Territory Talk, as always, is presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. You talk about guys having breakout seasons well Matthew Kachuk not really a breakout season we knew what the Panthers were getting when they acquired him 100 point guy last year but he's on his way there once again and Jamison there have been instances here we had him on territory talk recently and he talked about how much he was enjoying day-to-day coming to the rink being a part of this playoff race for one the pressure doesn't seem to affect him it seems to be seems to me that he's one of those guys that rises to the occasion yep the pressure almost brings out the best in uh, in Matthew Kachuk he's thriving in this situation right 
now, and the offensive production's just been off the charts. Yeah, no, it really has, and we can honestly talk about him, I feel like, every week, and I feel like we're at the point now where maybe we do. Um, before we get to Chucky, quick shout-out to Alexander Barkov, franchise leader in points. Next time we get him on, we'll, Congratulations talk, all to him. we'll talk all about that. You and I have seen I've seen all the points. You've seen most of the points. So we've followed his career since day one, so big shout-out to him. But for Matthew Kachuk here, um, 97 points in 69 games, 35 goals. I mean, right now he's on a six-game goal streak, seven-game point streak. He's got... Four multi-point games in that span, you know, four, three three-point games, a four-point game. Uh, he's just been absolutely lighting it up, and it's not to me so much that he's lighting it up; it's when he's lighting up. It's that he's lighting it up right now during this home stretch, during all these really important games. I mean, his goal against New Jersey that put the Panthers ahead was absolutely absurd, and you love the fire and the emotion. And he said that's the most excited he's been after a goal this season. So he lives for these games. He lives for the playoff push. He lives for the playoffs. I don't have badly he wants to get back there as well. Um, but I think the craziest thing, and I just about his season is just one, how he's doing it. Just so much damage around the net. Not only that, I mean, I've, he's made so many passes this year that have just blown my mind. He's actually a really underrated passer, I think, but he came into this year. And I remember when the trade happened, there were some people saying, you know, his point total, 77, 61, 43, and then 104. That's, oh, he need, that he needed that, Lindholm and Gaudreau. Yeah, that's an apparition. He's not going to break 100 points again. Like I said, 97 points in 69 games. He seems to be doing just fine. So, um, already breaking franchise records. Hasn't even been here a full season. So, for Matthew Kachuk, just a big stick tap to you know what he's doing right now. And I, I got to ask you, Doug, this isn't the prediction game. We're not counting this as the prediction game. Yeah, ever game. since we scrapped that, the team started playing better. They so, did, but yeah. I, this is just a singular prediction that I want to share between us. 97 points now, 10 games left. Franchise record's 115. I think that might be out of reach, but how many points do you think uh, Matthew Kachuk finishes with this season? I wouldn't rule out. I wouldn't rule it out. 18 but I points in the last 10. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule that out. But uh, let's see. I'm going to go at a. I'm going to go at a shade over a point per game, and say that in the last 10 he picks up 13 points. That would put him at 110, right? I'm going to say 112. Okay. Okay. We're both feeling. Yep. Both feeling. Yep. We're both feeling over a point. And I gotta say, if, if the Panthers do make the playoffs, which of course we hope they do here, um, if he's not a Hart Trophy finalist, what are we even doing? Obviously, it's Connor McDavid's award. Yeah, it's McDavid's award. But he should be a finalist. Yep. He deserves to be there. We're at the point McDavid's so far run away with this thing that the other two seats at the table are almost. And that's the problem too. Themselves. If he hadn't been as far away as he is, you know. You know, Kachuk, I feel like if he gets the Panthers in the playoffs, could have had like a Taylor Hall's type season where they literally point to him and say, that man got that team to the playoffs. He's the MVP. But McDavid this season is just miles ahead. Ridiculous. I don't yeah, know historic numbers. Yeah. Historic numbers for Connor McDavid. But the thing with Matthew Kachuk, the consistency, all the multi-point games, he hasn't had any kind of a dry spell. And the fact that he's producing points every night. But it looks different every night. Yeah. He doesn't need it to be... He doesn't have a gimmick. He doesn't need a system. He doesn't need it to look the same every night for him to be successful. He finds ways. And it doesn't matter who he's playing with either, even though he's formed a really nice trio with Sam Bennett and Carter Verhage mm-hmm. or Etu Lewis Renan stepping in when, when Bennett's been out. They've been a good trio together too. But whether it's scoring goals, whether it's setting up his teammates, uh, he's a great uh, distributor of the puck, as you mentioned too, James. Let's not forget his last game was his uh, 500th in the NHL. Um, only 25 years old, a lot more games ahead, and a lot of them with the Florida Panthers, of course. Um, but I asked Paul Maurice, kind of what's, for a guy that's already, you know, cracking 100 points every season, you know, almost sniffing 40 goals here for the second time, how does a guy get better? What is, like, you know, game 600, 700, 800 going to look like for Matthew Kachuk? And he pretty much just said it's just about being out there more. And for that, it's just, you know, keeping the same fire and intensity but staying out of the penalty box. And, when, you know, he started to expound upon that. And he said the most impressive thing about Chucky for him this season has been his maturation in that that area because, you know, He's a fiery guy. He's a feisty guy. He's going to get out there. He's going to cause trouble. He's going to get in guys' faces. NHLPA player poll, I think he finished fourth 
among, you know, the question that was, you know, what guy do you hate, hate to play against, but you love to have on your team? And that sums up his game. But sometimes, especially young, young, like earlier in your career, that gets you in trouble. But he knows how to toe the line. Well, he he does know yep. how to toe the line, but it's been even better this season. It's been very there's been uh, there was an impressive kind of switch this season, and Paul Maurice referenced it, and I went back and looked at the numbers. Basically, his production was good in the beginning of the year. Obviously, it's been even better in the second half, but his penalties have been cut in half in the second half from his first 34 games to his second, you know, the, the last 35 here. So he's kept the same level of intensity. His production's gone up, but the penalties have gone down. So like Palmer, said, the more he's out there, the better the Panthers are. Yeah, there aren't a lot of guys like that. And we knew that going in. We knew that with Matthew Kuchuk yep. when he showed up in town. So he's been a joy to watch this season. I know Panthers fans have really enjoyed seeing him play this season. And uh, again, we look forward to having him around for many years to come. But uh, he's going to be a big figure for the Panthers as they make a push for a playoff spot. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Jameson, you look like you have one yeah, more thing well, to say. Yeah, I was going to say, you and I will be on this upcoming trip through Canada, so yep. make sure to follow along. Yes, follow along. At Jamison Coop, at Doug Plague. We have a fantasy baseball draft during it. Yeah, on Sunday from Ottawa. Live from Ottawa. Live from Ottawa. It's going international. The <laughs> fantasy baseball league is going international. It's the uh, Panthers and the Senators that kick off that trip on Monday. The Panthers will also see the Leafs, the Canadians, and the Blue Jackets during that trip up uh, north. So lots to follow along with, and uh, be sure to engage us on the social media. You can find us on Twitter, Jamison's at Jamison. Coop. I'm at Doug Plagans, and we are Territory Talk. We thank you very much for being here. We thank Josh Maher for stopping by. Big thanks to all of you for tuning in wherever you find your podcast. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. This has been Territory Talk. We'll talk to you next time.